This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Over the course of the last several months, we've talked with a variety of CEOs and political leaders as to how this period of time during the pandemic has impacted them, their businesses, their states, etc. It's a pleasure to be joined right now by the governor of Utah, Spencer Cox. Governor, great to have you with us today. Thanks for a few moments. Hey, Dan. It's great to spend time with you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Let's start with the vaccination story there, because I think that's one of the key themes around uh, the country right now, trying to get to that herd immunity level. How are things going on the vaccination process out in Utah? Yeah, th- things are going well, Dan. Um, w- when you look at the, the percentage of adults that have been vaccinated um, in Utah, uh, we just last night we hit 64% with those 18 and older, which is right at the national average. So we're doing well. Um, w- one of the things we have going against us here in Utah is just that we have the youngest population in the nation. And the younger you are, the, the, the less likely you are to get vaccinated in every state. Those over the age of 65, we have 90% that have been vaccinated, which is, which is fantastic. So so where we're struggling now is trying to get uh, a younger population interested in getting vaccinated. Again, we're, we're doing very well, but we would like to get to that 70% threshold. And uh, we still got a little bit of work to do. How would you, how do you go about trying to get from 64 to 70 at this point? Yeah, that, that's that's a great question, and that's what we're all trying to figure out. We're we're talking with our fellow governors all across the country, looking at at what what everyone is doing. These these uh, you know we've got fifty experiments going on right now with fifty different states. Um, some of them are doing uh, different types of incentives. We're seeing how that that's working. We've been really pushing uh, to get vaccines closer to people, uh, and just to make it easier to take away any excuse that they might have to uh, to delay or or not get one. Um, we're we're working with our business community our chambers of commerce across the state uh, to encourage more businesses to hold uh, mobile vaccination clinics at their work sites. We're doing those free of charge, uh, sending those out across the state. So it really is getting getting the vaccine closer and closer to people. And then and then the last line and maybe the most important is with uh, with family doctors and and pediatricians and and, and those trusted medical professionals that can hand to hand combat just one on one sit down, have these conversations and then deliver the uh, the vaccine. What's the state of the economy right there in Utah at the moment? And I ask that because we've talked a lot uh, about small businesses. And, and, and I know we've seen a percentage of small business uh, that has unfortunately gone away for good because of the pandemic. Where are you on both of those fronts right now? Well, we're very fortunate here in the state of Utah to have weathered the uh, the, the economic downturn better than any other state. Um, in fact, uh, U.S. News and World Report and a bunch of other publications have named Utah the best economy in the country. We have the lowest unemployment rate. We're uh, one of only two states that saw a net positive job growth during the year of the pandemic. So from March, April of of 2020 to March and April of 2021. So while we have lost some small businesses, we lost fewer than any other state in the nation. We had fewer job losses than any other state in the nation. And uh, we bounced back uh, stronger than any other state in the nation. So we're we're feeling really good about the the economy right now. And not just the economy. Uh, There was a metric that was put out a few months ago that showed if you you take the, the the fewest, if you take job losses 
and days in school and then pandemic deaths. And you put all of those three things together. Utah was ranked number one for for best economy, most days in school for kids and and fewest deaths per capita. So so we we feel really good about where we are right now. And we're excited for the uh, for the months to come. Are are you hearing uh, more businesses in your states in your state, excuse me, uh, having employees come back to the office at this point? Uh, or are they still holding them out to a degree, or is it kind of a hybrid at this point? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but, but most employers are coming back right now. Um, we've been back at the state level now for about three or four weeks, having, having everyone back in, in the office. Um, I, just, I just talked with the, uh, the, the president and, and, and COO of, of Goldman Sachs. Uh, maybe a surprise to some of your listeners, Utah, has, Salt Lake City has one of the largest Goldman Sachs offices in the world, just over 3,000 employees. They're coming back on Monday, which I think is, a, is kind of a key indicator um, for for some of our, our larger um, financial sector employers, I, I suspect by by again over the next week or so, um, most of, of Utah employers will be back in person. We are joined uh, by uh, Governor Spencer Cox of the state of Utah right now. Uh, your state is is one of of a whole host of states that's ending the extra three hundred dollar unemployment benefit from the federal government. I guess that's coming up in about two weeks' time. Uh, what have you seen there in Utah as to the impact of that extra benefit tied into people going back into the workforce? Yeah, so so look, th- those benefits were were extremely critical as as we went through the worst of the downturn in the pandemic and and absolutely necessary. And uh, and I was very supportive of those. Uh, but, but there comes a time when, you know, when when the pandemic is over and when we have so many job opportunities. Again, this is not true in every state, certainly. But but in Utah, when your unemployment rate is 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 less than half of the national average, we're at two point eight percent versus six point one percent. We have 70,000 jobs available right now. And we're, we're talking about 11,000 uh, people who will be losing those benefits um, at the at the end of June, and, and uh, that's uh, you know that's six jobs for for every person uh, that that will be uh, that will be losing out on those benefits. Uh, so yeah. so really, I, I mean, the, the, as we talk to employers and and, and just a fundamental belief that I, I don't think government should be competing um, with the private sector and, and paying people not to work when we have so many jobs available. So I, I think this is a good thing for for our economy. I, again, I think it's a good thing for people. Um, there, there's a lot of research out there that shows that that uh, the longer people People are on unemployment benefits, the, the harder it is to get back into the workforce. And so we're doing everything possible. And not just that, but we, we have – there's never been a greater opportunity – for workers to get additional training uh, provided by the state to help them get even better jobs and to, uh, to find those jobs that are available right now. What's the uh, situation with the schools out there in Utah at the moment? Yeah, uh, the situation in the schools is great. Of course, we, we just finished up um, our school year, so so most of our school districts are, are out right now. But um, we, we've been had in-person learning uh, this entire school year, so starting in August of, of last year. And with, with one exception, there was one school district that didn't go back in person until earlier this spring. Uh, but, but we had, uh, again, as, as many in-person days uh, of learning as, as any other state in the country. And, uh, and that's been really good for our kids. Uh, 
Uh, in fact, Utah, the CDC used Utah as a model for many of their recommendations that came out in, in March and April of this year, things that we were pioneering in August and September of last year, keeping kids safe and keeping kids in school. We also prioritized getting our teachers vaccinated um, at the very beginning um, in early January, which made a, it made a huge difference in slowing the spread and, and protecting uh, the, the most vulnerable in our school district. So very positive. Uh, but we look, just like everywhere else, we have kids that fell behind um, during the, the pandemic, and we're going to be working hard over the summer providing additional resources to families and school districts to help those kids get caught up. I understand that Utah is also dealing with a drought right now as well. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, just, it just feels like we, we can't catch a break. We, we also had a, a fairly large earthquake back in the early days of March of last year in the pandemic. And, and so uh, now we're, we're headed into extreme drought, the, the worst drought we've seen since, uh, since 1956 and bordering on even, even worse than that, maybe the worst in recorded history. That's true of much of the West. Um, and so we are, we are working very closely with our water districts and with our citizens to, uh, to uh, you know, just to, to conserve water right now because we're in a pretty desperate situation as we head into the hottest summer months. As you look back at, the, at this period of time, these last 15 months, what have really been, I mean, the pandemic itself obviously is, is the biggest challenge, but what are the things that you've really focused on in trying to lead your state in, in the best way possible? Because, I mean, I mean, look, a governor's job and anybody in, in politics really, in many cases, is to prepare for the, the big problem that's coming down the pike. But this is the biggest problem and the most unique problem we've had in, in a quite a long period of time. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, and it's a it's a fascinating question. So I, I've only been the governor since January, but I, but I was the lieutenant governor before that, and worked closely with Governor Herbert before me. And uh, look, we're we're called the preparedness state. Uh, we work really hard. We have a, we have a culture of, of preparedness. Um, and what we we had done tabletop exercises around pandemics with some of the best experts in the country, and uh, yeah. they were they were all wrong, um, and and they were wrong in scope. I, I think this was much larger than. Uh, than anyone anticipated. And, and, and I think it leads us to, to rethink the way we plan for these types of events. Instead of planning for specific events, it's more about planning for black swan events in general and, and how do you marshal resources and how do you communicate effectively. Uh, the challenges that we've seen coming out of this, of course, we, we have supply chain challenges that uh, I, I think are really important to address. Um, we're working on a, a potential project right now of, uh, of incentivizing reshoring of, uh, of manufacturing back here to the state of Utah. We, we, we've done a good job of that, but I think we can do more. Um, so, so that's certainly an issue. But, but, but I, I, I've got to be honest. I mean, the, the misinformation uh, that, that we've seen throughout this pandemic, the, 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 uh, the polarization and the, the politicization of, uh, of, of information and, uh, and, and the way this has played out may be the most disappointing and damaging thing we've seen. And so we're, we're working really hard here in the state of Utah to try to take the politics out of this, uh, and, and not just the, the pandemic, but just, just politics in general. It's become so yeah. toxic. And, uh, and, and disappointing. And, and so those are things that we're working on and we think we can do much better. It, it sounds like that, the, that, and this has been the case with some of the executives I've talked with, that there is an element of learning from this moving forward that will be very important. Obviously the pandemic and the deaths and, and the impact is a significant negative to, you know, a variety of different, uh, you know, state, local, you know, federal 
uh, elements in this country right now, but there's a way to be able to take what's occurred and, and build off of it and learn from it. Yeah, and I think it would be a huge mistake if we didn't do that. You know, I mean, any CEO will tell you that as, as they go through a tumultuous time, uh, big projects, that the kind of the postmortem is, is really critical. And uh, it, it, it's, um, it, it's easy to just move on and want to get things back to normal and think that, hey, you know, we got through it. This is not going to happen again. It's a once in a 100 year event. Uh, but, but I think that that would be a, a really big mistake. And so we've, we've got our best minds in Utah focused on, you know, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? And how do we, yeah. we learn from that? And how do we apply it again in other situations? Because the next thing probably won't be a pandemic, but, you know, it may be a drought. And that's what, that's what we're going through right now. So how do those lessons apply more broadly? And, uh, and who are the key players that, that, that we need to bring together to make those decisions very quickly? You've got all of this going on, and you've got the Utah Jazz winning in the playoffs as well, so you have to feel, feel pretty good about that right now. We, we couldn't be happier. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big Utah Jazz fan. It's been kind of a magical year for us with the best record in the, in the NBA. No one was sure if that would translate into the playoffs, but um, I, I guess I should knock on some wood. So far, so good. Uh, it was fun to, uh, to beat the L.A. team last night, and uh, we're, we're looking yeah. forward to the, the next few games. Well, I'll tell you what. I will wish you all the best with the Utah Jazz out there unless they play the 76ers in the finals since we're here in Philadelphia and I grew up in Philly. Then you and I, we might have some disagreements to talk about. Hey, Dan, I'm okay with that because I, I have to tell you right now that um, I, I'm actually pulling for Philly to make it out of the, uh, out of the East. I think that would be fun. Um, just anybody but the Nets. So uh, take care of business for us, if you would. <laughs> Governor, thank you very much for a few moments today. Greatly appreciate it. We look forward to talking to you again. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Governor Spencer Cox of the state of Utah. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.